Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Real View podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me is my co-host, Carrie Arblaster. And joining us today for part two of the Miami Valley Tornadoes tribute is the best past president ever, which is what we um, decided we were going to introduce her as (laughs) right before we started this recording. Um, Ohio Realtors past president, AJ Fry. AJ, thank you for being here with us today. We're so happy to have you. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure as always. Yes. So AJ, as you know, the name of our podcast is The Real View. And what we like to ask all of our guests is what is the best view that they have ever had? So what say you? What's your best view? Well, that's really tough. I'm going to pick two. Since I'm on, I can pick two, right? So yes, yes. the best view is when you're looking down Waikiki Beach at Diamond Head in Honolulu from a tower. And then my equally best view would, uh, my wife who shows eventing horses when she realizes that she's placed her one and she's riding after finishing either a stadium or cross country round and she's got her arm up in the air cheering and excitement. That's always Aww, a great view. That's sweet. That's, that's really that's good. A great view. Those are great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we have brought you on today to talk with us about the Dayton tornadoes, which happened in 2019. I'm sure you recall there were over 19 tornadoes that touched down in the Miami Valley area creating over a billion dollars in damage. They happened the weekend of Memorial Day, actually the evening of Memorial Day and into the next day. But you were the president of Ohio Realtors at the time. Uh, We spoke earlier with Jennifer Zeller with the Dayton Board of Realtors. And so we were wanting to talk with you today, you know, to get your perspective about what was going on, you know, in your mind as president and how you kind of geared up to go back and help your community But before we get to that, I would love to hear the kind of where were you when those tornadoes were happening and how did you respond? Well, for those of you who don't know, I do a lot of segments in real estate. So I also do property management. The night of the tornadoes, I was on my back deck and I was there with my wife and her friends who ride horses. They were concerned the horses were out at the barn. The barn was not that far from our house. So they went running to the barn to get the horses in. And about that time, I started looking at the weather radar. I was explaining to my daughter if the tornado siren went off, where we were going to go, how to take the animals downstairs to the basement. Shortly thereafter, we did hear the sirens go off. I live in the South Central area of Dayton. We did hear the sirens go off, but then they stopped. And we thought, okay, well, maybe it's passed over us, but I think it shifted and it was more north of where I live. So when I saw that, I waited for about an hour or waited till I thought it was, you know, all clear. And then I started driving my properties because I had several properties that were right in the path of the tornado. So what happened was I left my house. It was a miserable evening. 
Stuff had blown everywhere. As I approached Dayton on 75, it was blocked. So I knew that we had extensive damage. So I diverted off of I-75 and I managed to get to the first commercial property that I had seen. And it had a whole entire tree. About a, a, The tree was probably 150 feet, big tree, huge tree, through the center of the roof of a commercial wow. building. And wow. then I saw the fencing and the curb from I-75 down on the side of the back of the building. And then I realized how bad, because I had to divert off of 75, probably two exits before the major damage. So after I saw that, I realized how bad of a tornado we had. Then I went across underneath the I-75 interstate and I started to see the shopping center was gone. This was gone. Things were just gone, level. They weren't even there. There were empty pads of rubble. Just that quick, overnight, just gone. Just gone. There was a whole entire um, abandoned hotel, maybe an exit down from a couple of properties I have leveled. And it was a big hotel. It was like three or four stories leveled. Then I look over right near that hotel off of Wagner Ford, there's housing. There was parts of houses gone. There were no roofs on houses. There were people standing in the streets. It was, it was, it was a pretty scary and unbelievable sight because as you drove around, you were just in shock that something of that force could just take out everything in the Dayton market. And it was just shocking. And at that time, Jennifer Zeller was our interim AE and the committees that we have at Dayton Realtors wanted to help do things because they realized how quickly everything was damaged. And they started to uh, coordinate with Ohio Realtors and carry our blaster. In the meantime, the mayor of Trotwood began going on the news and talking about what happened. Her area was very, very devastated. I mean, beyond belief, devastated with housing. And so I think between Ohio Realtors and Dayton Realtors, the effort began to what we could do for housing in the Dayton market to try to help some of our neighbors and family and friends recover from this disaster. So that's so interesting that not only were you president of Ohio Realtors at the time, but you were also living in Dayton. So you kind of had this combination of worlds, almost in a sense, where you were in a unique position that you were experiencing this directly in your local community. And then you had the opportunity to kind of respond as president. So talk to us about what that's like. You know, we hear your local perspective of this happening in your community. But then how were you able to respond as president? What was that like from that point of view? Well, uh, I'll never forget this. I happened to be on the roof trying to help them get a chainsaw to extract the tree out of one of the buildings. And I got a call from Scott Williams and Carrie Arblaster. And they were on the call saying, hey, I think it looks like that we can get some money from NER's Realtor Relief Foundation to help some of the victims here of the tornadoes in Dayton. And I said, you know what, that's like a fabulous idea. What kind of effort do we need? Who do we need to, you know, get volunteers? And they said, we're going to coordinate on the back end. Jennifer Zeller in Dayton, the CEO, said that we could go ahead and utilize whatever they needed and they could be like, you know, distributing materials. And we said, great. And that's kind of where the effort began. Our wonderful staff at Ohio Realtors 
really jumped in and coordinated the back-end effort on what this was going to look like. So our staff at Ohio Realtors are phenomenal, and they're always ready to lend a hand and coordinate whatever we need. So I really have to give kudos to the staff on this. Because as I said, I was in the middle of what I call crisis management, standing on a roof, trying to get something extracted. Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, we're going to have Sharon Sample, who I know Jennifer mentioned earlier in her episode last week. Sharon's going to be joining us later on in this episode as well to kind of give her perspective um, from the staff point of view. So it'll be interesting to, to hear from her as well. So lots of good stuff. I'm glad that we were able to kind of jump right in there and, and help. I would love to hear from you. Uh, were there specific stories or um, anyone that you spoke to that was directly impacted by the work that Ohio Realtors was able to do and Dayton Realtors was able to do um, in helping this crisis be managed a little bit better? There were there were so many, many stories. And in fact, Sharon Sample, who you just mentioned, had the, I'm going to say, privilege and heartbreaking job of reading through the applications that if you read through some of these applications of all of the things that people lost, it was just phenomenal. We reached out to Mayor Mary McDonald in Trotwood right away. And a couple of us went over and toured that area because it was one of the hardest hit residential areas. So along the I-75 corridor, we had uh, extensive commercial damage, which is a little bit easier to recover from. But when you have people in their homes and their homes are so centric to their family base, without housing, it was devastating. So when we went into Trotwood, we got to see firsthand. And it was multiple areas of Trotwood. It wasn't just one area that the tornado centralized in. So we had north of Trotwood, there were some areas that wiped out a whole entire subdivision. And then in the middle of Trotwood and on the west side of the Trotwood area, they were just heavily, heavily devastated. So we firsthand went into some of the neighborhoods when we were allowed because there were some down power lines and some issues there that were safety hazards. And you could see roofs of solid brick homes just ripped off and people's belongings thrown in the front yards and in the backyards and people going in and trying to collect and do things. It was very, very devastating to see firsthand. As somebody who's seen this on the news, who's seen this in Oklahoma and Texas and some of the other areas that are harder hit in that Tornado Alley area, it was just devastating to see it in my home market. And it plays heavily on your heart when you see this stuff and you're living it and walking through it firsthand rather than just seeing it on the news. So Mary McDonald, the Trotwood mayor, gave us a lot of access and went on the news pleading for help from all the surrounding counties and other mayors if they could send help to get aid for anybody in Trotwood. So that's what we went about doing very quickly. So it was pretty interesting seeing what was going on in those markets and what it looked like. And I mean, it was just, you know, heart wrenching to see families displaced and elderly people and going to the centers, churches and other places volunteered for people to rally and be able to go use internet and contact people and apply for aid and get supplies and food and cots to sleep in. Yeah, because that's part of the problem too, right? When all of that infrastructure is gone, how do you even apply for the aid? How do you find out about the aid? You know, when I know when you and CEO Williams were in Trotwood, we did a press conference there 
And a big reason for that press conference was to communicate to the public how they could apply for housing assistance, you know, through Ohio Realtors, because it was like, how are, how are people going to know where to do this? AJ, you know, Jennifer talked a little bit about how some families had inherited the homes, you know, from generations past. And because of that, didn't have a mortgage. And because of that, weren't required to have insurance. And because of that, their properties were, you know, they were unable to get compensation for their loss. You know, two years post tornadoes, you know, how are you, and maybe you're not, but if you are, could you share with us how the tornadoes continue to impact the community today? You know, I know there's areas like Northridge, you still drive by, the trees are a mess, there's roofs still left. But from your perspective, you know, as a realtor, as a property manager, you know, as someone who's on the ground, you know, do you see the tornadoes still impacting families and businesses? Absolutely. The city of Trotwood was decimated. There was already what I call an affordable housing shortage in that market, meaning affordable housing, what you talked about, Carrie. For generations, some of these houses were passed down and these people had no insurance. And it was mind boggling to the city officials and some of us who went in to learn that. We never imagined that if you had a home that you wouldn't carry insurance on it or wouldn't have the knowledge to do that. And then here they are and half of their home is gone and it's been deemed uninhabitable. In addition, one of the larger apartment complexes that coincidentally I used to manage years and years ago was devastated by the tornadoes and they lost over, I think, half of their units. So then you had people who not only were not in their own homes, but in apartments. And there was a housing shortage in Trotwood and the mayor was desperately trying to figure out what they were going to do because as the length of time went on and the reality of the type of damage that was there, and there is still damage today where there's uninhabitable homes just sitting on properties. We began to realize that she was going to have a huge mass of people leave her community and city because there was not housing there that they could get into immediately. And what were they going to do? They were going to have to go live with family, friends, and relatives and start the rebuilding process. So when Ohio Realtors applied and got money from the National Association of Realtors to be able to help apply for grants for these homeowners to be able to get them to get them some money. It was really a godsend. And so we were traveling around um, CEO Williams and the Ohio Realtors staff and the Ohio Realtors leadership at the time. We had a press conference with Mayor McDonald right in the middle of one of the streets that was decimated. And even that day, while we had the conference, there were people there sitting on their front porches of uninhabitable homes, trying to get things out. So we went around through that neighborhood, even that day, passing out the applications to apply for assistance. And people were so happy because you have to realize if you don't have your home, you don't have TV, you don't have internet. Some people didn't have their cell phones. So the word had to get out verbally that this assistance was out there so that they could take advantage of it. So when we held the press conference, even that day in one of the areas that the tornado had ripped through, people were really happy to receive that and welcomed it and thanked us so much for being there and giving them that opportunity to get something. 
And I know, I think Sharon said she received hundreds and hundreds of applications, and she'll probably be able to go into detail about that with us in a little bit. But was there any that really stood out to you that received assistance? I know Jennifer told a story of a woman who came into her office and just was glad to have a moment of peace and quiet, just just sitting in Dayton Realtor's office. Were there any stories that really stood out to you or impacted you that Ohio Realtors was able to help? Actually, the day that we were passing out applications in the neighborhood there, there was a grandmother who was raising her grandchildren, a little boy and a little girl, maybe about 11, and a little girl was maybe about eight years old, and really just did not know where to turn, was not tech savvy. So she was so grateful to get that printed application. And then subsequently, I had given her a business card So through uh, Greater Dayton Property Management and some friends over there, we were able to get her into housing with her grandchildren. She was able to qualify for Section 8 and get into some housing because their home, unfortunately, was uninhabitable. And the grandmother um, raising two grandchildren and still working in her 70s was not able to afford to rebuild So she needed someplace for a stable environment for the kids. So we were really happy to get her into that and see that the kids are going to be okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, we are so glad that we were able to help as many people as we did. And I know Jennifer mentioned the exact dollar amount of funds that we were able to reinvest back into the community. And I can't remember what that what that number was. Do you know off the top of your head how how much we were able to reinvest? Through NAR, we were able to pull down a half million dollars in in funding. Sharon can give the exact amount. And then I know that both Dayton Realtors and Ohio Realtors used their foundations to provide supplemental aid. And then we also had several local boards across the state contribute dollars to the foundations to provide additional aid to. You know, we talked a little bit in Jennifer's podcast about you know, the NAR funding has to either go to the mortgage holder or to the landlord, right? So there has to be a lease or a mortgage to send that money. And some people didn't have that or they need, or to AJ's point, if your apartment's gone, you don't need to pay your landlord, you need to pay for a hotel. And so we were able to use foundation dollars from both Ohio Realtors and Dayton Realtors to pay for those hotels and to also provide some things like water. I know Jennifer said that you guys in Dayton purchased, you know, other things like water and toiletries. And we went to actually Sam's club shortly after the tornadoes. And with a lot of the money we had, our local leadership authorized us to go to Sam's club and we bought cases and cases of water and paper towels and toilet paper and toothbrushes, toothpaste, and some basic food items to pass out. And we just literally sent realtors with their trunks and their cars filled with supplies. And we just went out in the neighborhoods and passed them out. No questions asked. And it was pretty crazy to see the response of Daytonians. I know I went out with my kids and there were just, it was very um, an emotional thing to see all this devastation, but to see hundreds of people walking the streets and clearing people's yards. And, you know, part of it was, People needed to get the debris to the street so that the city could start sending people through to clean up. I don't know if you remember that, AJ. It still gives me goosebumps. I just got goosebumps thinking about just that literally the hundreds of people in Dayton who were out walking neighborhoods just to do what they could to help. 
you know, Carrie took that time and she said, she called me and she said, Hey, on Saturday, I'm going to take my children, go do a cleanup. I think it's going to be really good for them. And we talked about that. And so consequently I had my daughter come out with me and we were passing out the applications for the aid in a couple of the neighborhoods. And I think it was really eye opening. I think at the time she was nine and it was really eye opening, especially when she'd see the kids yeah. who were suffering from this. Yeah. Yep. It's just, yeah, there's always good with the bad, I guess, you know, the, the spirit of Dayton was very, very strong for several weekends after that. I remember people had organized cleanup weekends just for weeks, month after the devastation. So it's nice to see community come together despite tragedy. Sometimes that's when, you know, you really see the rallying the most is in the midst of, of a terrible tragedy. But hopefully we don't have to experience anything like that again anytime soon. But AJ, thank you for your time with us today and sharing your experience and job well done as president of Ohio Realtors uh, during this trying time for Dayton. And thanks for all that you do for the Dayton community and, and giving back and making sure that Ohio Realtors was able to help as many people as we were able to. So thank you both for joining me today. Those of our, those of you who are listening at home or in your cars or wherever you're listening, stay tuned. We have Sharon Sample who will be coming up next and you will get to hear her perspective from working at the association during this time and how she was able to kind of navigate all the many people who had provided for assistance and we get to hear from her coming up next. So stay tuned for that. AJ, Carrie, thank you guys for joining me and we will hear from Sharon here very soon. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Welcome back to our part two of the Miami Valley Tornadoes. We are so excited to be joined by Sharon Sample, who is the Vice President of Board Services and Offer Liaison at Ohio Realtors. And if you listen to any part of one and two, you have heard from Jennifer Zeller and AJ Fry about the amazing work that Sharon has done and was a critical, critical uh, person and played an amazing role um, for the Ohio Realtors response to the Miami Valley tornado. So Sharon is with us today and Carrie is with us again, as always. So thank you both for joining me here today. We're so excited to have you. So Sharon, (laughs) as you know, we kind of prep all of our guests for this because sometimes there's some confusion about what we mean. Um, But as you know, the name of the podcast is The Real View. And so we like to ask all of our guests before we get started what the best view is that they've ever seen. So what is yours? So um, that's an interesting question. So I thought about it and I thought, really, the view that you used to get off the top of the World Trade Center. So I worked um, right near right near the World Trade Center for for a few years. And it was just amazing to be up on top of the observation there. 
the observation tower, you could actually see the curvature of the earth from the top oh of my that. Gosh. It was it was pretty amazing. So Yep. So That's it really was good. um yeah, it was it was quite the view from up there and just so sad whenever I think about it. So I yeah. actually saw I saw them being built and then I worked right near there for a few years and just uh, near and dear to my heart. So the view from from the top of that that World Trade Center was that amazing. That sounds beautiful. That's that's a yeah, that's a very very good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, as Allison said, you've been mentioned several times in our previous two podcasts for the amazing work that you did on the grant program. And just kind of a recap for everybody, once the tornadoes hit the Dayton area, the Ohio Realtors and the Dayton Board of Realtors worked together to secure a grant from the National Association of Realtors. Once that grant was confirmed and once we got it, then it became your job, Sharon, to make sure that those funds got out the door. And I would even say that you kind of had the harder part. Those of us who, you know, just wrote the grant, did all of that stuff, that that was the easy part because the work that you did was really where the rubber kind of hit the road. Ultimately, the association wrote two times for grants. So we brought in about a half million dollars. Is that, I think that's right. That's about what Mm -hmm. we brought in. And you, of course, were the one who administered that. So we would love to just kind of start with how did you go about setting up that process? (laughs) What were some of the things that were going through your head And, you know, talk us through, you know, the experience of that and what you learned about trying to administer that much money into the hands of people who Mm -hmm. had just experienced a significant natural disaster. Right, right. Well, yeah. I, I love structure and I have to be organized before I start anything. So, of course, I thought, okay, how am I going to process these in the quickest amount of time? in the most efficient way. So when they first started coming in, the applications, when they first first started to arriving, it's like, okay, one here, one there. And actually, they started arriving just hours after Ohio Realtors and President AJ did her press conference there in Dayton. So they started coming in immediately. And so it was that process that I set up and I was able to actually review 750 applications that we received. And so, yeah, and, you know, all the applications, we had to have proof of residency, of course, in Ohio. So you had to go through that and make sure that they were a resident of Ohio. And they would submit some kind of um, evidence, photos or insurance claims or something that proved that they actually had damage to their homes and things. We were able to actually help Every single, there were 10 counties that were declared disaster areas in those, in that round of tornadoes. And we were actually to help and we helped homeowners and, you know, residents in all 10 of those counties, which was pretty amazing. And so the assistance that we gave, it was up to $1,000 to either pay their mortgage or rent. And those were funds that we were fortunate enough to receive from our National Association of Realtors. So that would cover mortgages or rent. We at Ohio Realtors also had a charity fund, um, scholarship and charity fund. And the funds that came out of there We were able to help with hotel bills or expenses or insurance premiums, those types of expenses, which was amazing to be able to do that as well. Many of our local associations also, you know, contributed to the fund where we were able to help with those hotel bills and expenses and things as well. That's phenomenal. Talk us through like what it was like to get 
those letters and to see those pictures. You know, we've talked a little bit about on the other podcasts, you know, the requirements that people had to meet for the NAR money. And so how we used, you know, the foundation money, both from us and Dayton Realtors to kind of supplement. But I imagine there were still some people that we just couldn't, Mm -hmm. couldn't get to. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could share with us a little bit about, you know, who you heard from and and what what their stories were. Mm -hmm. Truly unbelievable. I mean, from many stories of them staying in hotel rooms, it would be families. It would be, you know, the mother, the father and three or four children in a hotel room, you know, and that, that just broke my heart. I'm thinking, how do you survive like that? And they had nowhere else to go. I actually spoke to a woman who actually had pitched a tent in her yard and she was sleeping in a tent and had nowhere else to go. So many stories like that, just just heart-wrenching. Well, and Sharon, like you not only had to receive the information, you were actually helping them get the information Mm -hmm. that they needed, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Mm -hmm. some of the things were difficult to find. So like what items were you having to help these families find? Actually, that's funny because I had like lenders calling me as well. You know, I would talk to their lender. I would talk to to their landlord. I would talk to their mother. I would talk to their, you know, their, their family who they were living with because we would also, if they were paying their family to, you know, to stay there or paying a friend or anything, we were able to help that way as well. And so I would talk to the friend or I would talk to the landlord or, as I said, the mortgage company, the lender and things. So trying to get them assistance where we where we could. And then, you know, I would talk with Jennifer with the Dayton Realtors also, you know, trying to coordinate if, if we were unable to help someone, you know, I would give Jennifer a call and then and then see if, if they could possibly possibly help and then forward those applications on to her. So, but just, just very rewarding. It was just such a rewarding experience. I'm just so proud of what we were able to do. Proud of Ohio Realtors for how fast we responded. And we knew that we had to get that money in their hands as quick as possible. I mean, especially when you heard their stories and where they were living and what they had to do. So, um, you know, it was the urgency. It was, it was amazing. Well, that's amazing that you were able to sift through 750 applications on top of your other job. I am sure you were not expecting (laughs) to wake up to tornadoes rolling through Dayton. And then now this is your full-time job is uh, listening to and responding to all these applications. So how did you handle all of that? You know, I'm sure and even just talking with you and inviting you to be on this podcast, you can tell how much this meant to you. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what that was like for you to manage and listen to all of these stories and then, you know, have to figure out which ones were able to help and, and how did that impact you mm-hmm. as, as a person? Oh, and and it did. And it did because you're right. I mean, I had my regular duties to do and then and then this on top of it. So, you know, it was it was many Saturdays and Sundays working and pouring through these applications to get it done and just very moving. You know, I I would leave the office and on my drive home, I would think about all those people. And, you know, I admit it, I cried, you know, several, several times on my way home or on the weekends reading through these applications and just feeling very blessed that, you know, I can go home and, and I had a house to go home to where many of these people did not. And so 
So, you know, with that, that was, of course, my big motivation. It's like, you have to get through this. You have to do this no matter what, because, um, you know, people are counting on us. People are looking to us to help. And I, I think I mentioned this before, but, you know, going through those applications, wherever we thought we couldn't help or we were we were a little concerned that maybe this didn't fall in the parameters that needed to be for our assistance, you know, I would call Jennifer at the Dayton, Dayton Realtors and then, uh, you know, send down those applications to her to help as well. So truly, you know, just really proud of what we did really proud of how fast we responded. There were many, you know, many steps involved in this, you know, from from applying for the, those funds to, you know, to getting out, creating those applications, getting them sent out. And so it, it was truly amazing, truly a rewarding experience. And as I said, you know, it did. It was very touching, very touching. And some days hard to get through a lot of those. And especially, you know, I would come in and I, I could have 20, 30 voicemail messages on my phone. And, and you listen to those voicemail messages and call them back and just just very sad very sad. But then at the end, you know, and, and I think we're going to talk about that too, the, the many thank yous that we received and, and the, the nice thoughts and words that, that we did receive from many of those, those residents was, uh, was really fantastic. That's exactly, you were, you read my mind. I was just going to talk about um, some of the thank yous <laughs> and things like that uh, you received and you shared with us right before we started this recording, just some of the thank yous that you received. And I'll just read a, a few short ones um, that really show the impact of what these residents experienced and how we were able to help. So a Beaver Creek resident said, our home is currently not able to be lived in. We are in a hotel until we find a home to rent while we rebuild. The roof lifted, the front entryway blew out, windows were blown out, the front of our house took a massive impact. So like you mentioned, that's, that was someone who was forced to go to a hotel because their home was, was totally gone. Another said, complete loss, two-story home, the tornado took out the entire second roof, roof is caved in and structurally unstable, home needs to be demolished. So this is just reading these. I just can't even imagine my, I'm trying to put myself in their <laughs> shoes and in your shoes. And it's just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's what a tragedy, but how amazing that we were able to be there and step up in, in the ways that we did. And I know you mentioned working with Jennifer and the Dayton local board there. She mentioned too, talking about working at, with the state association and um, how great that relationship was. And it kind of made this process so easy and kind of seamless to work with. Talk a little bit about the relationship between Ohio Realtors and the Dayton board and how you think that um, impacted the ability for us to respond quickly and, and timely to this. It was just a great relationship. It was just no matter if, if I had questions or, as I said, if I had an application that didn't quite fit you know, through the criteria or I would send it along to Jennifer and then and then she would call me or if she had an application that maybe thought that we could help, she would send it off to me. So the communication was excellent. We just worked very, very well together, I thought. No matter what each one of us needed, we were able to help each other and, and work through it and help as many as we can. I mean, that was the goal. You know, there were so many people that were impacted by those storms. So the goal was Let's try to help as many as we can in this in this period of time that we had. So, yeah, can't say enough about the Dayton Realtors and their their assistance with us, you know, and the communication and working together. Absolutely. And I asked Jennifer this question, and I don't know if, if you know uh, the answer to this or not. And if not, that's totally OK. But 
the tornadoes that hit Dayton um, on that night of Memorial Day in 2019 were actually part of a larger strain of tornadoes that kind of spanned all the way from Texas up into the the East Coast in Pennsylvania. Do you know of any other state realtor associations or local associations, maybe in a different state that kind of, uh, you know, did a similar way to help out to the community? I'm not sure if you know that or not, but I was just curious since Ohio was not the only state impacted by this. I know that another state, and I, I want to say it was Nebraska, but I don't know if it was during this round of tornadoes, but there there was another state association that went through a similar process. But like I said, I don't, I'm not sure if it was this round of tornadoes or not. Yeah, I was just, I was just genuinely curious, you know, since we, since it did, these mm-hmm. tornadoes impacted such a wide area of the country. I figured maybe there, there's mm-hmm. another state association out there who had similar, similar experience working with that, yeah. but well, Sharon, thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience with the tornadoes and for all of the amazing work that you did. Clearly, you were a critical um, part in making sure these residents received assistance that they so desperately needed. So thank you for sharing your experience, Carrie. Thank you for um, being with me today. And that wraps up our first ever two-part series about the tornadoes. And the anniversary is actually on May 27th, I believe. So this episode will air on May 25th, right around the anniversary of those tornadoes. So we hope that this is a way to commemorate everyone who experienced difficulty during this time. And we will never forget, but hopefully we never have to go through this again. Although if we do, we are ready and we are prepared and we are lucky to have you, Sharon, and know that we'll be able to help anybody else if anything like this happens again. Well, thank you. I appreciate those kind words. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.